Hi, I'm Dave Crane. Welcome to Speak On Stage with Dave Crane. I've even got my own logo somewhere. Look at this. Look at this. Welcome to Speak On Stage with Dave Crane. In fact, if I go like this, make it sort of smaller, it even looks classier. Look at that. And you've got no idea what I'm talking about if you listen to a podcast. But it doesn't matter with podcast, videocast, blog, snippets, all formats are all equally valid. Today, we're going to share with you a fantasy game involving branding that once you start to play it, you can never, ever stop. That and more, all coming up in today's episode of Speak on Stage with Dave Crane. Hi, I'm Dave Crane, an ex-BBC journalist who transforms decision makers and business owners who are feeling unknown and scared to speak on stage into highly respected and branded industry experts who are frequently getting offered five, six and even seven figure contracts to do exactly what they did before. During the pandemic, I lost everything except the belief that like me, the world is full of frustrated leaders and game changers with untapped potential and brilliant ideas who felt time was always against them because they were worth much, much more and just needed help to learn to jump and grow wings on the way down. And so that's what I do. I help create industry icons. Imagine being in constant demand, headhunted and interviewed because you're the visionary whose life purpose and passion are aligned. So every single day you wake up smiling, truly happy, only doing what you want, when you want and having plenty of time to spend with those you love. I created the Industry Icon Program to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step -step strategies to help you to fly. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur or one in the making who's looking to create a business that makes an impact and a life worth living, it's an honor to be serving you. And now it's your turn to build a legacy. So let's get started. We need to talk. This is your time to become an industry icon. And there we go, the big ego beginning to be show, which starts a bit like that and goes on to be like this. Hey, nice to see you. If you just joined us, by the way, my name is Dave Crane. I've probably mentioned it about 10,000 times in today's show. And uh, there's a lot to go through with today's show. I'm going to share it with a new studio. What do you think of this? But to move my chair out of the way. And yes, I have got pants on. You can see how cool is this? I can wander, I can dance. If you're watching the podcast, but if you're listening to the podcast, or you're in the car or something, then something truly amazing is happening because first of all, you get to see my legs, which people never see. Even my wife makes sure that I wear a blanket when I'm in a shower. Um, and the other thing is that you get to see my, my studio in all its glory, but you, you're not going to see my studio in all its glory today because it's a podcast. But we've got loads to go through today, and we've got loads of stuff that's going to blow you away and really get you excited. So uh, let's get straight on with the agenda. Today's show is actually the second show. Well, it's not the, th it's the third. Sh it's, it's complicated. We did the first show, and I did have a title for the show. I called it Speak on Stage with Dave Crane in the end, because I kind of thought that that was, uh, it was about 
right because it's all about speaking it's all about branding it's all about making income streams and uh, clearly it's got me on it but people aren't going to call it speak on stage they're going to say did you listen to dave crane's podcast rubbish wasn't it it will just be my name that comes on with that so there we are and also uh, in, in critiquing um which means when people send me messages lots of comments thank you for the comments by the way some of them i can repeat some of them uh, i do have uh, criminal investigations on an ongoing basis into what you said about me it's not true and I've never done that yet um, but the comments have been very useful people have said to me Dave you're very excited can you slow down a bit because English is my first language and clearly it's not yours as well Dave so I'm slowing it down and trying to be slightly less excited or excitable but it's probably not going to work that well but I'll give it a go so on today's Speak On Stage, we've got loads to go through. I really should share the agenda with you. And it's available on all formats. If you're listening to a podcast, then check out the video. Uh, and if you're watching on video, then it's great to have you. We will be broadcasting it live. Um, I think we're going to be doing it every Monday um, in the UAE around about 10 o'clock, or it could be 12 o'clock. We, we haven't decided. When I say we, it's not like the royal we, which sounds rude. Uh, the, the Queen, Queen Elizabeth used to talk about we when she meant her because she made all the decisions so we have been thinking about it which might have meant that the late prince philip was actually involved in the conversation but i doubt it she probably just decided anyway and so when i say we i do mean we it's me and aziz uh, my wife who you may or may not have met and at some point you will and everyone will you say the same thing how do you put up with him hello i'm married to her you have no idea sorry dear so in today's agenda, I'm going to share with you um, a little bit about where you should be positioning yourself as a speaker and as a branding um, icon, basically, as an expert, if you're a high achiever. If you're in the business of anything, whether you're running your own business or you're working for somebody else's, you really need to create a brand. I was at an event recently where I was talking to, I was on stage talking about becoming an industry icon to a lot of really interesting people. And... Uh, we got into a little huddle afterwards, about three or four of us just chatting. There's more than that in the event. Otherwise, it wouldn't be an event. It'd just be like a coffee shop. So uh, we were chatting about uh, the importance of getting a brand and creating it around you. But the, the thing is, for most people, they don't get around to making a brand until they've actually lost their job. And they go, oh, my goodness, nobody knows who I am. How am I going to get famous? How am I going to get another job? Because there's nothing to search. And they often have had really good jobs with really good brands. And it's really difficult once you've left a company to say, can I tell everybody I still work for you? Because they're going to go, no, that's why we got rid of you. Duh. Um, so instead, what you have to do is build up your brand while you're associated with a big company, especially if you're a CEO, because you will be the guy who used to work there or the woman who made them big, but nobody wants to talk to you anymore. So you should build up your brand all the time and build up that agenda that's what we we're talking about at that meeting uh, that we had last night or recently or whenever it was it all blurs in fact if i look a little bit rough uh, which won't matter on the podcast is because it was a late night i i hung around and talked to people um and we got a little bit offended because i wore my mask and also after i shook everyone's hand i sanitized um, but that's just me take it or leave it and clearly they they, they left so today's agenda we're going to be going about the industry icon concept so you can think about what it is you want to do and how you want the world to perceive you and then we're going to play a game uh, which you've never played before and it's uh, called fantasy um, celebrity league 
like Fantasy Football League, but working with celebrities. And I know you're intrigued and you want to find out what that is. And I'm not going to tell you yet, but once you start playing, stick around for this. Once you start playing it, you'll never, ever, ever stop. Ever. That's what I play. It's like a curse and a blessing. It's like when I was a kid, my dad used to say, why don't you start counting up the numbers of the cars in front of us by their license plate? So for a kid on a long journey, that was a really good thing to do. So you see a really, really posh car and you go, one. And then you look around for two. It could take a couple of weeks. It could take months. Number two. And then you build up and so on. And so I think I got to about 400 over about five years 400 and something over about five years and in the end i just said dad i don't want to talk about this anymore i don't want to do it but he'd got to like thousands and been playing this game for years so it's better than that <laughs> it's a pretty crap game and if you work in a car dealership you just go okay i'm gonna go into work and i look at all these license plates one two three five thousand i've won and beat all the cranes you probably don't do that but you could if you really wanted to or you can you can do it online it doesn't count you've got to look at cars going past uh, and I've just realized now, about 40 plus years later, my dad was playing a game of, Dave, shut up, in the car, we're not there yet, we're not going to be, so just keep looking at the cars in front, genius. Moving on, today's agenda is all about looking at what becomes an, what's an industry icon. So I want to share with you, as we do this, um, basically some examples of some very famous industry icons. Okay, you will recognize them when I start talking about them, uh, or at least some of them. So if I move back a little bit so you can see, because otherwise I'm blocking everything. If I go to here, right, I move back, you can see if you're not watching the podcast, well, not watching, if you're not watching the video cast, you'll have no idea what I'm talking about. But basically, um, on here, you've got Mark Zuckerberg, you've got uh, JK Rowling, who's down here, you've got Elon Musk. You've got Oprah Winfrey, you've got Jack Ma, you've got uh, behind me, uh, as you look at the video, you've got Bill Gates, you've got some kind of uh, a mosaic of Jeff Bezos uh, from Amazon, and you've got, uh, uh, that's Jay-Z, in fact, it looks like I'm picking his nose, because I can stick my finger like that, which is kind of weird. But you've got loads, if I move to one side here, you can see a couple of other people, uh, a man with a moustache who I don't know, and a lady who looks very important, who I feel guilty about not knowing who she is, and somebody will probably put it in the comments who I've missed. There's a guy up here, I was trying to work out who he is. You see that guy there with the grey hair? He's probably super important. And I shouldn't talk about grey hair, because clearly, as you can see, every single week I'm turning more and more into Santa Claus. Um, and uh, that's because uh, it's a stress of, uh, of doing a show like this. Not really. All this talk. So these are guys who are industry icons. So what's an industry icon, Dave? Well, I'm going to share this with you, because I think it's really important that you're able to start thinking about yourself in this way. So an industry icon is different, hugely different from being a celebrity, hugely different from being a influencer. An influencer basically has got a large following, so we can talk about certain things that they've created as influence uh, and hopefully generate revenue because people want to know more about that. A celebrity is somebody who does something usually media related, it could be making TV, movies, um, or fashion, or music, whatever it is, and because they've done a lot of it and people bought it, they become famous. 
Celebrities can also be horrible. Celebrities can be horrible because they're personally horrible or because they've done something terrible, so they're kind of like notorious. But that notoriety made them into a, a famous celebrity. So somebody who did something bad or got caught doing something they shouldn't have done can still make them a, cele a celebrity. That's not what we're interested in. What we're interested in more than anything is the idea that you can create a relationship with the outside world based on the fact that you actually have a great relationship with your industry, everyone respects you, everyone knows you, everyone likes you. And the great thing about it is when you've got a brand that's built on that, if you mess it up, then it won't prevent people wanting to work with you because they still respect you very much as to what you did for a living. Does that make sense so far? Good. So let's move on. Am I slowing down slightly? It looks like I'm slowing down slightly. If I go like that, oh no, we're back. Okay, good. Right, so with that, let's move on to have a look at some celebrity options here. But also, let's talk about the fact that if you are a celebrity, there's a couple of things that you need to know. Um, an industry icon does these things. Let me just move to one side so you can see this better on the, on the video. So they're an independent and successful decision maker. So they usually run a business of some description, um, whether it's in their name or their CEO, um, because you need to be positioned so people go, oh yeah, and they eventually start using your name as a verb. An industry icon defines your own career, success, and roadmap. We will be talking about the roadmap on future episodes. In today's episode, we may not have time to fit it all in, but we shall see. So you're in charge. You make a decision from a very early stage, not a very early age, but it could be, um, that I'm going to drive everything that happens in my life. I don't care whether there's a recession. I don't care what the industry is doing. I will just evolve and adapt and still be successful. Um, an industry icon also, this is number three if you're counting, makes a difference in their own niche on their own terms. So they stay within their lane, they stay within their industry. Why is it important to do that? Because you don't need to be recognized by everybody. That's not what it's all about. This is about closing deals. This is about creating relationships. This is about people knowing who you are before you arrive because they've already decided that they want to do business with you, which used to be done by referral, by the way. You're, you'd be able to make a sale in three three seconds because you walk into the office and somebody has already said great things about you you sit down and they say yeah i've been googling you and jeff said you're fantastic and i look forward to working with you just tell me a few things and then we just clarify that you're not a serial killer and wearing the skin of the person that we heard about uh, in the meeting that would never happen outside of movies dave why are you talking to yourself on your own podcast because i have no friends number four is this um, they take risks and they learn to jump and grow wings on the way down. Now, jump and grow wings on the way down, I should put a copyright on, but I can't because probably somebody else did it and used it. But that's my own signature phrase. Everything I've ever done in my life is about jumping and growing wings on the way down, taking calculated risks. And if you're an industry icon, you do, you take bigger decisions and bigger risks than most people. And you learn to use your time and resources and use your smarts. And you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. You just have to be able to utilize that decision-making process to do better than other people around you. Are you with me so far? Good. So an industry icon is also known and respected as a thought leader. So people will often go to them and say, where are things going to be in the future? And they can put a spin on it. They can tell you. They can give you their insights because they think about it and they live, breathe, and talk about it all the time. So they're kind of like a, a oracle, but not the company oracle, and a bit more like the Greek oracle. Or was it Roman? I think it's Greek. Maybe they both had one. Um, number six, has a personal brand. And speak on stage 
and online and has multiple income streams. Now, why is it important to have them? Your personal brand means that you travel around and you can be anybody. I showed you earlier, um, um, Bill Gates is not really Mr. Microsoft anymore. He's Bill Gates, is Bill Gates. Uh, Jeff Bezos is, uh, Jeff, even Elon Musk, Oprah Winfrey, they've all been famous for having vehicles or having products or having services or having companies, but because they created their own personal brand, they stand out without it. Jack Ma, another great example, you could easily um, talk to him about his experience and his knowledge of the industry. Richard Branson's another one who's had multiple businesses, but at the end of the day, it's Richard Branson, that's the brand, and that's why the piggyback of the Virgin brand comes with Richard Branson. So you know that you like his ethics, you like his thoughts, you like the way he puts stuff together, and you feel that he's everyone's favorite uncle. And as a result, when whenever he brings out a new company, you know that if your favorite uncle was to do it, then it would be good. So if Richard Branson's doing it, it's got certain qualities. It'll be innovative, it'll be people-friendly, it'll be cheap and cheerful, but it'll also have certain quality built in, which makes you feel that you can invite uh, other people to share it with you. Are you with me so far? Yes, Dave. Fantastic, thank you. So then we can speak uh, on stage or, or they can be interviewed because it's important to be able to represent. And as I mentioned before, uh, Warren Buffett talks about the fact that if you can speak on stage, your net worth goes up by at least 50% throughout your entire lifetime. And that includes your company because you represent your company too. And that allows you to have multiple streams of income. Um, at the very least, your job. But then you can also open up side hustles, you can talk on stages, get interviewed, uh, write books and all sorts of stuff based on your basic brand and the voice that you've created about who you are and what you do. And uh, last but not least is this, you want to make a difference and leave a legacy. Why is it important to make a difference? Well, otherwise you won't be an icon because everyone will say, oh yeah, he went to work, did his job, ate his sandwiches, went home and then watched Netflix. Not really icon material. Shaking things up, making a change, making it better for people. It doesn't have to be huge, it just has to be significant. And uh, the world is changing at such a rate that even changing one thing will make a big difference for you. And you want to do it in your lifetime. You don't just want to think about leaving a legacy. Legacies are nice, but you're dead. So do it while you're alive and have fun, get paid, and everyone comes up and gives you hugs, which are sanitized because obviously we don't want to catch anything. So with that, let's play a game. I did promise to tell you this game. It's called Good or Bad Branding or Both. And uh, I'm quite excited about this as a game because I kind of made it up about five seconds before I actually decided to share it with you. So what's good or bad branding or both? Um, it's basically the idea that you can do stuff. If you're a celebrity and you're out there in the public eye, you can do stuff that people will have an opinion on. They'll have a good opinion or a bad opinion or both, um, depending on who they are. Now, to give you an example of this, I want to share with you a video about a group that I actually really, really used to like. And if you've been a DJ or you listen to music in the 1990s, I'm sure for many of you, you did. For many of you, you, you were probably born in the 1990s, so your parents might have been listening to it when you were, were in, in the back of a car or a bus shelter, no. So anyway, KLF were one of my favorite bands. They only lasted for about a year and a bit, but they made a big difference because their songs went wow across the charts. Now, I want you don't need to know KLF. All you need to know is we're talking about good or bad branding, and the KLF I wanted to share with you because there's an amazing documentary all about them called K Remember the KLF. And the KLF were significant because of the fact that these guys, Jimmy Corti and Bill Drummond, weren't really musicians. They weren't really pop stars. They weren't even really artists. What they liked to do was stir things up. 
So they decided to cheat the music industry, not in a terrible way, but in a completely irreverent way, by doing stuff that other people wouldn't have expected them to do. So watch the documentary. I'm going to give you the trailer for the documentary so you get an idea about them. And then we're going to look at people like uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard and also Will Smith and that famous slap and even Elon Musk and play good or bad fantasy celebrity game. So with that, watch this video uh, or listen to the video and you get the basic idea anyway. Talk to you in about a minute and a half. Okay, everybody, lie down on the floor and keep calm. The biggest selling singles band in the world this year is the KLF. Britain's brand new number one is the KLF. The laser look up, the smoke look up, the sound will go louder. What time is love? The best intro record you'd ever hear in your life. We wanted to dump the whole history of pop music and starting again by just sampling things and building things up like that. In those days, the idea of taking somebody else's song, not only was it somebody else's song, it was the Beatles and ABBA. Just nicked whatever they liked. They were going to get into trouble for that. That's not necessarily a good enough reason for not doing anything. They were the biggest pop band at that time. I machine gunned the audience with blanks, and that was our exit from the music business. We got a phone call saying they were deleting everything and that was it. No downloads, no tours, no festival gigs. They deliberately cut off millions of pounds of revenue. There was a much, much darker side to it all. I can't talk about any of these things. I'm not in a position to, I couldn't even start to. That whole thing of us being conceptual artists got completely out of control. So they're on to do more and more extreme things. The KLF, who've pulled a string of bizarre media stunts, which have had everyone scratching their heads. They're not known for the guys that did 3AM Eternal. They're known as those guys that burnt the money. We wanted the money, but we wanted to burn it more. They weren't going to give people what they wanted. They were going to give them what they would never forget. They could not and would not be stopped. They had an idea, they were going to do it. Success doesn't necessarily come from doing things right. So that's a KLF. If you just joined us, by the way, welcome to the podcast. You've got a lot of catching up to do, at least 20 minutes or so. Today we're talking about on our agenda. It's all about playing a celebrity um, fantasy football league or something. I made up a title, which clearly I've forgotten. And I shared with you then the KLF, who are a famous band in the 90s, who basically took over the entire industry by sampling music and doing outrageous things like, um, like bringing the dead sheep on to the Brit Awards when they picked up their awards, getting an unknown heavy metal band um, to play their song while they sang over it uh, in front of an audience with their mouths open going, what is this? And basically the, the piece de resistance to these guys, which was absolutely bonkers and crazy, was they turned around at the end of all this experience of creating this notoriety, which included working with Tammy Wynette. Um, and they tell the story about they went to visit Tammy Wynette, famous country western singer, and recorded her singing on one of their songs. And it was all over the place. The recording was terrible. And then they brought it back 
completely disheartened because they've gone to America to go and get it from the UK. Uh, and then they realized they could sample it and change it around and add bits and, and get the vocals just right using computers. And then they've created one of the biggest hits of the year. It's Tammy Wynette, Justified and Ancient. It's bonkers. You've got to watch the video. But the best of resistance is the fact at the end of it, they, um, they made a million pounds in cash and they went to a little island, I think in Scotland, and burnt it all. They burnt it. They set it on fire. They put it into a little um, fireplace and lit it all to make a statement about money. <laughs> the statement worked. Everyone went, wow, that's bonkers. And then they went, oh, we've got kids and family. Not so smart. Now, I contacted Bill Dr Drummond many years ago when I first started doing a thing called the Dream Experience, which now is known as Guided Meditation. I had a huge CD um, that was out maybe 20 years ago, best-selling in the Middle East, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I wanted to take it bigger, and I thought, well, who better than Bill Drummond to talk to about doing outrageous things that would change the industry? And I contacted him, and he was so lovely, he sent me a lovely letter saying, I'm sure you work it out, I don't do that stuff anymore, goodbye. Which is uh, as good as you're going to get from an icon. So with that, let's play a game. And the game is this. I want to play uh, Fantasy Celebrity League. Now, this is something you can put in the comments. I'd love to see what you think. It's also a game that you can play on an ongoing basis. So maybe scoring out of 10 or out of 100. I'm not sure yet. Maybe scoring. Here's how it works. You know when you do fantasy football, if you play fantasy football, fantasy baseball, or whatever your sport is, what normally happens is you select a team of players for your favourite team. It might be your own team, your own fantasy team, or it might be a team that's been invented already. You choose the players that you'd like to have in that team, and then as the league carries on, the normal league carries on, if your striker scores a goal, you get some points for it. If your goalkeeper saves something, you get some points. So basically, your team would be able to be comparable to other people's fantasy choices from the beginning of the season. So therefore, you can find out who wins the league. It's slightly different from watching the normal league, and it's a lot of fun if you like Dungeons & Dragons, and you have no friends, and you don't go out very often, and you love your football. Not all necessarily bad, but just sharing it. So what we're going to do is play a game called Fantasy Celebrity League. Now, in order for this to work, I'm going to share with you a couple of examples about famous people and things that they've done. So let's score them out of about 100 at first. And these are my recommendations, not anybody else's. And I'm just going to say as a caveat, please don't sue me. The people I'm going to talk about, or if you know them, or you represent them, these are just my own personal thoughts off the top of my head for the concepts and idea of being able to play this game. Right, move on, Dave. So let's look at this. First of all, we've got Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. What would Johnny Depp's score out of 100 be for, for celebrity, branding, is quirky, bit weird, loved by many people, and also derided a little bit after Captain Jack. Everyone loved the first movie, second one, but by the time it get to, gets to Pirates of the Caribbean in 2000, we're a bit like, Captain Jack, can you not come back? That rhymes, should be rap. So I would say that Johnny Depp was probably an 85 or a 90, if you're looking at maybe a Brad Pitt or who else is huge? Oh, Ryan Reynolds is probably 100. 100% anything he goes in. Or Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, is probably 100%. So Johnny Depp might be an 85 because he's done some stinkers as well, but done some really good stuff. Now, Amber Heard, up and coming, working with... Um, she'd been in quite a few movies, actually. She'd been uh, in Aquaman brilliantly alongside Jason Momoa. So I would say she's nowhere near as big as um, Johnny Depp, but their relationship did elevate her in many people's eyes. So she would have gone from maybe a 65, 70 up to about 75. 
So if he was 85, 90, she was about 75. I'm guessing. You may disagree. Put your numbers down or let me know what your thoughts are. Before this happened, before they they went into court and took each other to court, I'm not going to tell you all the stuff about what went on because it goes on forever. But think about the idea that uh, their brands got dragged through in public and people couldn't take their eyes off it. I tried to avoid it, but my wife and daughter, uh, not so much my dogs, I've got to be honest, were thought, thinking and talking about this all the time. Oh, have you heard what she's done? Have you heard that? Have you heard what he said? So I think that afterwards... When it all got done, there was a clear winner, and the courts decided uh, Johnny Depp was the winner. I'm not saying who was right and who was wrong. I'm not even going near uh, the idea that you can be bullied by your partner or, or any of that stuff at this conversation, because it's too, too soon to go into that with today's uh, tone. But um, it came out of it, so Johnny Depp ends up being reinstated for Pirates of the Caribbean, because they all decided they loved him. And Amber Heard is desperate to get movies to be able to bring her brand back up and the credibility because she came across as bonkers in the eyes of many people. Not saying she is. I'm not judging. I promise you I'm not. So I would say that he comes out of it as a 95 because everyone's going to have their eyes on him as to what's going to come up next. Uh, and I would say that she's gone down to maybe a 45, maybe even less. 35 because she's not bankable people don't want to put her in movies aquaman 2 might not even have her in it and so she's well known but not easily somebody that people could want to put on their brand what do you think so if you're going to choose them before and after what would be the points that you give them so let's make it like about over 100 as a percentage okay just wondering what your thoughts would be as we move on to another example here's chris rock and will smith I'm a huge fan of both of them. In fact, I was a huge fan of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, who I thought was immensely likable uh, in Aquaman 2. So, as in Aquaman 1, not in 2, because I haven't seen it yet, at this stage, when I'm doing this podcast. So, Will Smith, the world's favourite actor, or near enough, he's somebody who, his first 10 movies all sold, um, made $100 million. First 10 movies, nobody's ever done that before. Plays everything, action star, serious actor, everything. Everybody loves him, Will Smith. Somebody who I would have said, if he turned to politics, could have become the president of the United States. Chris Rock, famous actor, everybody loves him as well. Great comedian and uh, hosting the Oscars, which is a, a poison chalice in many cases and clearly in this case. So to summarize, Will Smith goes up after Chris Rock craps a really rubbishy joke, but... Fair enough, I guess, if you're a celebrity, you're out there to get it as well. Um, comments about Jada Pinkett-Smith, his wife. So Will Smith gets angry, goes on stage and slaps him in front of world telly. And that becomes a story. I can't even remember what anybody won at the Oscars. I just remember the slap called Slapgate or whatever they decide to call it. Both of them um, were in the spotlight of everything. Chris Rock deliberately didn't say anything, but carried on with the Oscars, which is amazing, true professional. Will Smith picked up his Oscar and did his teary-eyed, oh, you know, the world's a better place. And the world's going, no, I think it was better before you slapped somebody. Now, I'm not going to talk about this in depth. I just want to play the game, okay? Um, where does it leave people? So Will Smith, 100%, 100 out of, easily 100% um, as a celebrity. Um, Chris Rock, I would say, not as big, but very recognisable and very loved. So maybe about 80, 87%, because he, he doesn't do a Hollywood thing quite so much, but he's very respected uh, and there's a lot of TV. Afterwards, I think it's swapped round. 
I think Chris Rock may be elevated. I mean, he wouldn't choose him as an action star for your movie, but certainly on the celebrity circuit and uh, for people's uh, thoughts of him and the way that he held himself together and, and was completely professional, I think he, he, he gained a few points. So he's in his 90s, maybe even 95. Will Smith dropped down badly, but the question is, where did Smith go to? I'm not talking about whether he's right to kick off, about that's a different conversation, which we will have at some point. In my eyes, he wasn't right to kick off about his wife. Uh, they've, select, they've shared so much stuff in public about their relationship that it should not be a surprise what happened. But at the same thing, if you're married or in a partnership with somebody, sometimes it does spill out when you go in public because you're having a bad day and a bad day happens and something sparks it. So I get it, but if you're an actor, don't do it at the Oscars. So I think that Will Smith, he's lost a lot of money as a direct result. I think he'll get it back because of his natural charm. I think he's left it a very long time. At the time of doing this video, he did um, his podcast. He left it about three months or so before I actually did an apology to, to Chris Rock, which is far too long. Two months? I don't know. But anyway, uh, I think Will Smith will get back up there, but I think people will remember. And uh, not even talking about the fact that for a man of color like I am and they are, it's really bad when uh, you're starting to get parity and you're starting to get equity um, in the industry and then you do something like this, lots of people will exploit that and you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google black and white racism, okay? And we'll start you off with that as a different conversation in the future. Let's move on to another one. Here we go, Elon Musk. So Elon Musk, your thoughts on Elon Musk and Twitter, for instance, as an example, Elon Musk, Genius, the closest we got to Tony Stark, decided to buy Twitter. Now, when he, I mean, the guy created Tesla, he sent people to space. I mean, the, the things he's doing for the world are amazing, but his personality is not the same thing. He does his own thing, and sometimes people go, yeah, hey, he's famous and great. And some people go, did he just say that? Because he likes to troll people, he likes to fall out with people, and clearly the power works very well for him, and it suits you, sir. Well done. Um, but where does that leave him as a celebrity? Joining to get Twitter and then not getting Twitter and then deciding to leave Twitter and then maybe getting sued by Twitter. So as a celebrity, he drove tons and he still drives loads of conversations. As a trending topic, it, it, 100%. Elon Musk says something crazy or smart, people want to quote it because they know that eyeballs go towards it, that his name trends all the time. But did the Twitter thing drop him down? I don't think it did. I think it was basically like a train crash that people are kind of interested in while watching their dinner. So they're not watching while eating their dinner. So they're kind of watching it all happen, eating their sandwiches and drinking their, their glass of milk or whatever it is, and saying, oh, look over there. It's all going off. I wonder what's going to happen next. So I don't think that affected his brand at all. I think that it might affect his bank account. But when you're at that level, you can easily bring it back again. So I would say 100% beforehand, 100% afterwards, um, but maybe not quite as trustworthy in the, oh, he, he said he's going to buy my company. He might not. Stakes. So with that, I want to leave this with your thoughts, okay? Leave this with the idea of figuring out what percentage in your industry, as an industry icon or otherwise, you are. What score out of 100 would you give yourself, and how do you get yourself up by 10? Don't even worry about getting to 100 yet, buy 10. Now, if you want to know more about this, then I'm going to be talking about this in future shows and future episodes. I find it fascinating. And your homework until our next podcast is to watch the news 
or, or whatever you read and you can follow me on Flipboard for some great stories about branding and about uh, speaking and so on. But every time a name comes up, whether it's Donald Trump or Joe Biden, uh, I mean, trying to avoid politics, or it's a, a pop star, Ariana Grande, or a boxer, or, or whoever it is, Conor McGregor. Think about their score of 100 and see how the news story affects their branding. Now, this is a really important exercise because the more that you're able to do this, the more you're able to understand how you can progress and grow your own personal brand and take it up higher because while everyone's watching, in fact, at the beginning, nobody's watching at all. The more you do stuff, the more people pay attention to it. And that means that you're going to start making some decisions about what it is you want to make, how you want to do it, and how you create that roadmap to move forward. We'll be talking about roadmaps. If you're watching the video, then I can tell you that in the next episode, we'll be talking about this. Let me move to one side. If you're listening to it, then you'll just have to trust me. Um, but this is the industry icon roadmap of, first of all, number one, becoming aware, number two, aspiring to do something, number three, driving with intentions where it's where you want to be in your success and your, your legacy, number six, repositioning yourself, Number five, refining it by getting rid of all the stuff you don't need to do. And number six, owning your industry. That's a progress. That's what I work with people on in creating the industry icon program. And if you're particularly interested in that, then that's something that we should be talking about because it'd be really cool and groovy to have you on board. Meanwhile, if you want to learn to speak on stage, you want to get more multiple income streams or whatever it is, leave it in the comments, contact me directly. Maybe we can have a chat and see how we can sort it out for you. Meanwhile, let me just give you another little look at my legs. Look, that's my legs. And if you're, if you're on the podcast, you're saying, Dave, your legs are... What about your feet? Yeah, but I've got hairy feet. I'm, I'm like a hobbit. And that's what I'm not going to show you. And that's why I'm going to keep myself to myself. Maybe in the future, if you're really good or even really bad, we'll do that with you. So with that, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Um, share it, talk about it, comment it. And I look forward to seeing you in about a week's time. Unless you're binging them. Um, in which case I'll see you straight after this with another one. Meanwhile, look after yourself, have an amazing day, and think about your brand. Think about becoming an industry icon. Think about how you speak on stage, and make sure that whatever you do, you realize other people are paying attention, and everything matters. That sounded heavy. <laughs> Doesn't really. Anyway, have an amazing day. Talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. And that's it for today's podcast. I hope you really enjoyed it. It's been a pleasure having you here with me. If you go to speakonstage.com, everything you need will be there. You get access to my blog. You get past and present podcasts. Find out about the events that are upcoming. And also, you could join the Game Changers and join our global community, our membership. We're changing the world. Similarly, if you really want to push your brand and get speaking gigs all around the world, then you've got to become an industry icon. Book a session with me, we'll have a chat about it, and you can get our online courses to become an amazing speaker and also position yourself as the very best in your niche. I look forward to catching you soon on another podcast. Meanwhile, have an amazing day.